0: Hi everyone, it's Robert Poole. In this episode, I wanna talk about a lesson and a discipline that I think we all have to watch out for and check ourselves. Not paying attention will cost you a lot of money. So let's talk about how we can avoid it in our business. You have a small B2B business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for just a nine-to-five job. Welcome to the tribe and welcome home. Hey, everyone. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Uh, in the last episode, we talked about the life and business skills of building relationships and the importance in B two B. Today's topic is one I constantly have to check myself on, and that topic is how we evaluate growth marketing and sales techniques. About 20, I think it was twenty two, twenty three years ago, I was a stockbroker at Merrill Lynch, and it was a time when Merrill Lynch was really pushing, moving from a transaction commission based stock trading to more of an emphasis on getting larger clients and putting them into programs where professionals manage their portfolios. It was the same concept as a mutual fund, except for the basket of stocks was actually owned by the client. Uh, Anyway, at the time, I had a mentor named Eric Harding who taught me a lot about the business. And so thank you, Eric, if you happen to listen to this. He was a veteran cold calling, uh, cold caller to residential prospects and has built his book of business completely on cold calling. Like a lot of companies training their salespeople, Merrill Lynch recommended a variety of approaches, and one of them being cold calling. There were, of course, other ways to market, like sending mailers, networking and doing seminars and that sort of thing. Um, but like a lot of young salespeople and marketers, I tried different approaches, which seemed like a good idea. I remember sending out, uh, I think it was about a thousand or so mailers and he made a couple of call-ins, which I was able to convert one or two of them into small clients. I ran to my mentor and I was so excited that my mailers had brought in some clients. And he reminded me of something he used to say often, which was everything works sometimes. What he meant by that was that no matter what marketing technique you use, you're likely to have some level of success. The real question you should be asking at that point is, is that repeatable consistently and does it cost justify the investment? What kind of ROI are you getting for your money and are there better uses for that money? You know, I kind of learned this the hard way uh, back then. Uh, Immediately after I got the initial responses, I decided, well, if a thousand worked, then hey, let's do two thousand should bring in double the results. Well, I sent the uh, second batch of two thousand and it brought in exactly zero clients I was crushed. I thought I had hit a gold mine and double the investment would double the return. And it was just a function of throwing money at the strategy. I then decided, well, maybe it's my sales message in the mailer. So I changed things up and mailed to another thousand. And if I remember this correctly, this time I got one response. Uh, and uh, with this disappointment, I gave up on mailing and went back to the next marketing idea. All in all, I think the period of time that I sent these mailers out was, you know, over about a month period of time. So what mistakes did I make? First of all, I got overly excited about some initial results and assumed they would continue. You simply can make an assumption based on a small sample in a short period of time. Now, my business partner at Sales Double used to say even a dog with a note in his mouth would get some sales, which goes back to the everything works sometimes concept. The second mistake I made was not giving the marketing campaign enough time to get to the critical mass and start bringing in clients consistently. I gave it a few thousand mailers and a month or so effort and then gave up. Most marketing strategies take time, and especially this is true in B2B. What I should have done is continue to send out mailers at some frequency month, once a month or whatever, and then looked at results in three or six months to evaluate the results. Just because you hit a sale right out of the gate means nothing. I mean, it's uh, like going to Vegas and putting a nickel on the slots and you win big. And what do most people do? They take that money and throw it right back in uh, to the slot machine with no results and lose it all again. Professional gamblers... Know that the only way to win is to play consistently over a period of time as that house's edge gets smaller over a period of time. In our business at Sales Double, it's very frustrating when we get a new client on board, set up a long-term campaign for them, only to have uh, them call us in a week into the campaign unhappy with results. You know, in my mind, you have to give any marketing technique at minimum of three months before you evaluate its effectiveness. Anything less than that is not going to give you a true picture of that technique. The only way to shortcut this is to accelerate and throw a ton of money at one technique to to get a large sample. And this might give you some indication of long-term results, but it's not the best case scenario because you also lose factors of the time of year, what's happening in the news cycle, and any other factors that are going on externally that might skew results. This is very important when it comes to cold calling and definitely in B2B in general. So back to my story, the other major mistake I made was changing the sales message too quickly. I should have spent at least three months with the exact same strategy. And then based on the results, change one variable of the campaign, like the sales message. Notice I said one variable. Uh, that might be the sales message or your target audience uh, slash list or your offer or whatever. If you change more than one variable on a campaign, even with a large sample size, you won't really know what the, what the change was that actually made the results increase. Uh, Then you have to test the two variables again, you know, and I'm a very analytical person by nature. So this makes sense to me. However, I've made this mistake over the years and it's definitely cost us a lot of money. You know, over a larger period of time, like a year, you'll see what variables are increasing the results and uh, keeping them in the campaign and dump the others. So how does this apply to your business? I'd recommend you try multiple marketing campaigns and methods and judge them over time in isolation. When something fails over time, don't get discouraged. That just means that you've figured out another way not to increase results. And eventually, you'll be left with only the techniques in your campaigns that actually yield good results. And speaking of the long term, you know, most humans suffer from a cycle of irrational confidence in a technique or progress towards a goal. Then they reach a valley of despair and then quit the campaign or activity. I love the way Didi Bresky describes this process. Well, so I would check her material out. I've seen this over and over again in my life when trying to achieve a goal or implement a campaign. When the idea is fresh, we get excited about it, even if we have no proof that it will work, sort of an optimism with no backing in fact. Then over time, as the campaign progresses, we see lower results or the results flatline, and we tend to quit and move on to the next thing that we think will work. Instead, we should keep pushing a little longer so we have enough information to evaluate and make a decision. A lot of times with marketing campaigns, we have to have the discipline to keep going on the campaign, regardless of how poor the results may be in the short term, to get to that critical mass where there's enough activity and large enough sample size to make a judgment. You've heard the term following the shiny object, which basically means jumping from one idea to another without following through. And this habit can really wreck a B2B business as the sales cycle and therefore the marketing campaigns tend to be measured in months, quarters, or even years. You know, as I mentioned in the previous episode, I had a great business partner for 20 years and he was the complete opposite of my personality. He wasn't interested in details and tended to jump from idea to idea almost on a daily basis. And, you know, that came in handy as he came up with so many new ideas, but we he butted heads a lot as he wanted to change the variables with ongoing campaigns and ideas, as well as judge something without giving it enough time to make an informed decision. This actually worked out well, and I thank God for the time I had with him because the combination of the two personalities got the best of ideas and the analysis of those ideas. Having a good business partner or partners is a big force multiplier, but I'll save that for another episode. So the takeaways I'd like you to consider when it comes to evaluating marketing techniques is that you should be very careful in evaluating your campaigns and strategies. Make sure you're evaluating your campaigns over a long enough period of time to make sure the results are what you think they are and not judge things positively or negatively in the short term. Obviously, this period of time changes based upon your industry, but in general, you should be talking about months instead of weeks or days. You can probably stand on the street corner and hand out $100 bills to people walking by, and a certain percentage of them won't accept the money. You know, If you only ask 20 people, you'll most likely get a different uh, take rate than if you had uh, asked 100 people or 1,000 people. Next, although very tempting, and I'm certainly guilty of this, don't change more than one variable in your campaign until you have enough data to evaluate where you're going to make decisions based upon possibly unclear data. It's hard not to change the, the things uh, as you go, but you'll never really know what factor in your plan or campaign is going to make the difference and increase the results you're looking for. I hope this helps. Uh, some of you already may be doing this, which is awesome. And there may be some who completely disagree about, with me about changing the variables of mid-campaign, and that's fine. I just found that these principles to be predictable in our business, and I think it'll help you in your business. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you soon. Have an awesome day. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable and it's an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate this show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. I also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.